1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Portions of the following program are pre recorded. Good afternoon.
2: It's a couple minutes after 4.
1: Listening to the Tim
2: DeMoss Show and WFIL. How's it going? forecast today on the cloudy side. Some sun's come through, though. It's nice. 69 the high. I'll take that. A little 52 tonight with cloudy skies. Tomorrow on the cloudy side, a little sun. High 67, so a lot like today. Over the weekend, Kevin Harvick, I guess it was just yesterday, winning the Real Heroes 400, NASCAR's first race in a couple of months. Now, Danny may be the world's biggest NASCAR fan, but for me, I'm not really a huge fan of cars just going around in a circle my life kind of like i feel like that so i don't need to watch it on tv for a few hours however however it is sports it is actually a huge sport to many and the fact that it represents some kind of normalcy you can believe i may become a nascar fan just because it's helping opening things up danny how was your weekend it was great how was yours it was fine were you watching the nascar uh, yesterday the race
3: no i was outside <laughs> as you should have been indeed yeah it was, it was gorgeous this entire weekend
2: yeah i i uh, did some grilling yesterday and Ooh. yeah it was i was listening to a little radio and my wife put together this honey mustard sauce with red pepper stuff in it and it was uh, for chicken breast it was really nice seared it like you know pounded the chicken first i read the recipe mm-hmm. and all that and I'm not a big griller, but I, I enjoyed, you know, trying. And the kids gave it two thumbs up. So I was There you go. Successful. It was at least edible, if not enjoyable.
3: <laughs> or the other way around,
2: whatever it was. So, yeah. How about for you? Did you get to, you know, you're on the other side of the river where the beach is now open, is my understanding.
3: Yeah, it's true.
2: Have you had a chance to, are you a beach person? Not everybody is. I
3: am. I am. Okay. I actually was there on Saturday. Lovely. How, yeah, so I what, got some nice color. It, it was
2: nice. That's important. And when you're on the beach, do you like to just do? You, do you just tan, or do you like to read? At like, I, I'm too busy minded. I can't just lie still. <laughs> How about you? Oh, you,
3: I usually yeah. I'll usually put in some music or something like that. I don't like to put get a speaker because I know that there's people on the beach that don't like your choice of music, and yes. you know, I want to be conscious of the people around me, especially yeah. now that we all were social distancing anyways. No, so I just put in some headphones and relaxed,
0: that's
2: got a towel
3: out and just relaxed.
2: That's great. That's, that's yeah, it was nice. Well, uh, and, and it's, was it, people seem to be able to responsibly spend time together, but spread out like, you know, you kind of want that yeah. anyway, right? On the beach, you want your own space. It's, if that's a place where it doesn't seem abnormal, it's. Yeah, you don't, right? right? So shaking their sand off too close to you, anyway. You want to be apart a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, everyone was social distancing on the beach. I didn't really walk on the boardwalk too much because nothing's open, anyways. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but but people that were on the boardwalk, um, they had to wear masks. I mean, there were, I would say, a police officer at every block on the boardwalk, making sure that people were wearing masks and socially distancing.
2: Did you have to have a mask on the beach?
3: No, no. Could you imagine those tan lines? (laughs) That's,
2: that's a great point. (laughs) They've gotten a major talk. People are picketing for various causes and get their businesses back open, but the tan line picket might've also (laughs) certainly caused a a stir. That's a good point. Exactly. Yeah. That's funny. Well, I'm glad you could do that. Yeah. And it was wonderful. Uh, We had a chance to step outside some too, so I didn't get to the Mm -hmm. beach yet, but hopefully before long. So, good. Well, as we get kind of back into the week here, we have a, a nice full week of different guests who are planning to join us. And we have, of course, our fun pun segment to cap the week off on the back end. And I just want you to know from now, there's a little surprise I have ready for you Friday for the pun segment. So, Ooh. look forward to that this week. But before then, we have guests coming up, including uh, author Carol, I think her last name is pronounced McLeod. It's spelled like, uh, wasn't it Gavin McLeod on the Love Boat Show back in the 70s or 80s? Her name is spelled the same way, M-C-L-E-O-D. So I'm thinking that's how you pronounce it. Uh, She's coming up this hour with a book called Significant, and we're looking forward to chatting with her about that. And we'll actually have uh, the chance for folks to win a copy of that throughout the show. But so people know also uh, a guy named Tom Burgoyne, who is very good friends, wink, wink, with the Philly Fanatic. He's joining us on Wednesday. We also have uh, Michael Jackson's former manager is going to be joining us this week, uh, which I had not even told you about. Or did I tell you about that, Danny? I can't remember. You vaguely did.
3: I remember an email here or there.
2: Yeah. The, well, the, the the get the guest interview opportunities are flowing far and wide, and we're trying to schedule as much as we can. And uh, a gentleman named uh, what's it? Pierce. What was his last name? I forgot. It's not Brosnan. It sounds like right. Like, I don't know many Pierce's. Uh, Brantley is his last name. Pierce Brantley. And he's written a book that we're going to be chatting uh, with him about. It's called "Calling: Awaken to the Purpose of Your Work." And uh, and the con- the interview with Carol this afternoon also is going to be re- relating to purpose. I think it's a, it's a question that anybody can ask at any given time. It's important to be able to to uh, or, or or relevant to to folks. No matter who, how old or young you are, you know, what's my purpose? What am I here? What am I doing? Sometimes you need to hit that reset button anyway. So those couple of interviews will talk about those things and. Have a number of other ones planned for the week. So that's what we're doing and some new contests we're going to unveil. It's a lot to do and we're glad to be here doing it. So, and you're doing a great job helping piece things together. So thanks for what you do. And thank you. Thank you
3: for what you do. Sure
2: thing. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get to our interview and man the text line, will you? Because we're going to give that out and ask folks to text in to win a copy of the book we're, we're talking about today. Can you do that? Yep. All right. Very good. That's Danny checking in, helping produce our program today. Quick break. And then author Carol McLeod is going to join us to talk about her book, Significant. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM
1: 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
2: It's 411 on The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com. And on the W F I L app, Carol. I hope I say your last name right. Is it McLeod? You got it,
4: Tim. I'm so impressed. Yes, a plus.
2: Thank you very much. We're off to a good start. The book we is. We are. <laughs> the book is called that you put out. It's called Significant: Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. And despite the fact that the first chapter really says you are a woman, I thought, well, no, I'm not, but. I could <laughs> <laughs> I could keep reading and I could keep talking I could talk with you about it. So
4: And you know, Tim, I did write it to women, but honestly it's got a lot of juice for men too. So right read back. away. I read bet. Away.
2: I bet. Well, at the very beginning I wanted to ask you this, it's caught my eye. You dedicate the book sure. to someone named Ellen. Is it De Croon's it looks Dutch. It is. Is it Dutch? Is she it Dutch? Is.
4: She is. So Ellen De Croon's stamps, um, married the chaplain at the university I attended as a young woman. And Tim, she had traveled with Corey Tenboom for 10 years oh, wow. and then married Bob. And Ellen had the most profound influence in my life. She really helped me become the woman I am today. So there was nobody else to dedicate it to, but Ellen.
2: Yeah. Well, when you say things like, I want to be just like you when I grow up, and you taught me how to be a woman and how to cultivate uh, beauty in the home, and uh, influence outside the home, obviously, she had a, a big influence. So, And I liked also, just as I was reading through the book, you, the the writing style of uh, Significant. You talked about just putting a mug on the table across from yourself where you're writing and almost picturing the reader across the table from you. That, that that helps you as you write, I suppose.
4: You know, it really does. I Someone coached me to do that years ago, to picture someone sitting across the table that you're trying to hit their heart with a bullseye with this book. And so that's what I always do. I want to come as a friend, as a mentor, as someone who's, you know, traveled through life and just has some simple and sweet and wise things to say. So that's what I always do when I write.
2: Chatting with uh, Carol McLeod, the book is called Significant, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope that whole friendship feel, comfortable feel. I think you mentioned in the book that the first few chapters actually are very intentional to help build that rapport with the reader.
4: Yeah, I just think that's so important. Rather than um, bombard somebody with information and and with opinion, I feel it's so important to build a relationship with your readers and, and to come into their front the front door of their heart, which is what you're doing, gently and respectfully and kindly. So the first few chapters of the book have that sort of feel to them. Let, let's be friends. Let's build a relationship. And then I'll tell you what you need to know about being a significant woman.
2: <laughs> yeah. And in the book also, you it's, it's an interesting way you paint this picture. Yeah, you write at one point, when you look at me, you might think you see a grandmother whose days are numbered. However, what you don't see is the reality I am still... And then you rattle off a long list, starting with a little girl who loves to read voraciously or practice the piano rather than go outside and play all the way through, uh, you know, an empty nester who can't believe her kids had the nerve to grow up and leave. And all the other uh, phases of life along the way to say that those are those experiences are part of who you have been and the season Scott has taken you in and out of and kind of concluding all that to say it's it's not that that makes me uh, I'm now therefore qualified to write, but just that women have eternal value and and to know their god-given purpose and walk in that calling in their lives to to have that vision really is is a big word that i think comes to mind too
4: yeah you know time is a is a mystery isn't it tim you know when when we look at ourselves today we think what happened to all those years where did they go because i am still that person inside of me I'm not willing to let go of that little girl who loved to read or the young bride who was head over heels in love with her husband or the young mom who was besotted with this baby she'd been given. I am still that person even in this season in life. And so, you know, for somebody who's wired the way I am, Tim, and I I don't know how you're wired, but um, sometimes I am tempted to live in the past and I cannot do that and live a significant life. I have to know that I am that woman but I'm in a new season. You know, I speak to young moms all the time and one thing I tell them is life for a woman is seasonal. It it really is. And you have to know what season you're in to do it well. So don't be shoveling snow when you should be planting flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a way so, of putting it. yeah. So life is seasonal and all those seasons create the person we are today. But I'm very intentional about doing this season of well, about living significantly today and letting my past be my past and my today be my reality.
2: Carol McLeod's our guest. The book she's written is called Significant, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity and Irrepressible Hope. Uh, One of the things I think is fun throughout the book, you refer to people who have made a mark on your life in one way or another. And uh, this ties in with just the question of the backstory behind why you wrote this book. I think you mentioned uh, Elizabeth Elliot and the book she wrote, let me be a woman, and how you read that in college. And you know, now years later, this book you've been thinking about for a long time is finally happening. Share about the influence of her book and, and how that led to you writing uh, *Significant*.
4: Yeah, Tim. When I was in college and grappling for direction and purpose, as all twenty somethings do, um, Ellen the Croon stamps gave me a copy of Let Me Be a Woman, written by Elizabeth Elliott. And then she came and spoke at our university. And in the following years, I devoured, I gobbled up everything Elizabeth wrote. And then fast forward to when I'm a mom, five lively children that I'm homeschooling, and I discovered Elizabeth's radio program, which you might remember was called Gateway to Joy. Yeah. And so Every morning at 10 o'clock when it came on, I would send the kids outside to play, (laughs) and I would listen to Elizabeth. And, And this is what Elizabeth would say, anything, if offered to God, can and will become your gateway to joy. And Tim, I kid you not, those words became the theme of my life. I offered things of infertility to God, and it became my gateway to joy. I offered depression to God and it became my gateway to joy. And then later in life, I offered cancer to God, and it became my gateway to joy. And so my entire life being so impacted by this woman I have never met in person, I realized the impact that an older woman could have on the generation to come, and I wanted to have that same impact. So when my publisher asked me to write a book about women and about women's issues, you better believe I jumped on it.
2: I was excited to write this book. Carol McLeod's our guest. The new book, Significant Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. If you like to win a copy, send a quick text to our show text line at 610-500-Dove. 610-500-3683. All you do is uh, put your name in there and uh, let's say the word Significant And then we'll know that's why you are entering. And if we draw your name out, we'll email or text you back and ask for your full address. So you don't even have to do all that. Just your name and the word significant. And we'll put you in the drawing to win a copy of Carol's book. We have a brief break to take. We'll keep our conversation going. Also, just a quick reminder, we're continuing to partner with Bible League. If you'd like to help out, we have an update on our homepage at WFIL.com as far as how that's going. And if you're there, you can click the Fan the Flame Bibles for Asia banner to help out. It's $5 a Bible. Our overall goal is $2,200. And again, the update on how we're doing is right in the homepage. Help us keep that progress going. If you would, you can also call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. Thanks for all those who have helped out. And for those who yet will do so, back with Carol
1: McLeod in just a moment. Tim Dimash Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: It's 423 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Just a quick reminder, Dave and Ann Wilson and Bob Lapine were the co-hosts of Family Life, which has been on WFL for years. You can catch it weekday mornings at 9, also 1.30 a.m. They recently had author John Piper on the program with uh, Piper's new book, Coronavirus in Christ, as with the, you know, the discussion topic. And In that book, uh, Piper, who's known for a lot of other great books, offers answers and perspective built on God being your rock during these times, but not just during these times, for your whole life, with encouragement to stand on his mighty love. And uh, you don't have to buy it. You can actually get it free. And you can let a friend know to do the same. What a beautiful time to receive that encouragement and also let a friend know who you know might be struggling right now with how to process everything that's going on. You can get a free copy of that book, Coronavirus in Christ. I've read through it, not every single word, but much of it, and really thought it hits home and can be a big blessing to many. It is absolutely free on our website right now at WFIL.com. So feel free and help yourself, literally. Kara McLeod, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. The book is called Significant, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. There's a lot to unpack, uh, but just thinking about... As I was reading your book, I kept thinking about the word vision and hope and knowing things can be different than they are. It doesn't mean you're in a bad place. You just might be in a place where if you don't think about anything else, you might just stay in that place and and not do much else. And or have a vision for, yeah, I actually am significant. I'm made in God's image and I have, there's there's stuff to do. And I remember we watch our family watches Little House in the Prairie a lot and you mentioned that about grow <laughs> that's a pretty cool story about you growing Mrs. Dombrowski and the and the one room schoolhouse and Shakespeare and Doctor Seuss. So you share about that if you would.
4: Oh, I'd love to, Jim. You're making me giggle, but um yes, can you believe I went to a one room schoolhouse?
1: That's the coolest thing. You be-
4: I know you probably have never met anyone who's actually been to a one-room schoolhouse, but, you know, I started school, I think it was like in 1960 was my year of kindergarten. And um, my little town in western New York still had a one-room schoolhouse in many of the villages. And so that's where I went for kindergarten first and second grade, and Mrs. Dombrowski, was my teacher, and I fell in love with this woman. Mm. Um, She was an Australian war bride, and she made me love the written word. Love it. And then when I was in second grade, I went to the centralized school where Mrs. Dombrowski, they, they let me be in her classroom another year. She went to teach there, and she knew I was lonely and intimidated and scared, and she gave me a copy of Little House in the Big Woods. And I read it in one weekend, and she would give me every copy of that. She taught me to love words, to love story, and to learn to do life from another generation. And then second grade was over, Tim, and I had to move on to third grade. And in my yearbook, this is what Mrs. Dembrowski wrote to a seven-year-old. She said, to thine own self be true, and it shall follow as the day, the night, thou canst be false to any man, William Shakespeare. What what kind <laughs> of teacher <laughs> writes Shakespeare in a second-grader's yearbook? Yeah. I, I didn't know what she meant, but when I was in sixth grade, I began to realize, oh, she's telling me to be myself. And, and when I was a teenager, I realized, oh, Mrs. Dombrowski was telling me, Carol, You're enough. If you can be the best version of you, you are enough to make a difference in this world. And as the years have gone by, Tim, whenever I'm in a situation where I'm questioning myself or my calling, I think about William Shakespeare and Margaret Dombrowski, (laughs) To Thine Own Self Be True.
2: That's great. That's great. Well, and I know you want to do the same for your listeners as far as helping them discover you know why they were born go for it uh, you're right about that um, and and discover who you were meant to be and 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 kind of going back to what you said a little earlier that there are seasons of life and you rattle off a number of them how God appointed Rahab a prostitute to help the people of God win their victory or he uh, selected Elizabeth uh, uh, to raise you know uh, John the Baptist and Mary of course and other women that God raised up at a point in their lives for something specific and to uh, perhaps challenge in a a good way to say, look at yourself and, and ask, you know, these questions. And would you, would you accept if God wants to bring something into your life or maybe you've been just not even thinking about it and uh, start thinking about it and be, and be stretched. I think you mentioned Mrs. Dombrowski also was just, she could have given you something like Dr. Seuss, which is fun too, but she wanted you to rise above that and be stretched by it.
3: Right. Right. You know,
4: as I, Tim, as I pondered writing this book and really what I wanted to leave as a legacy to women of the next generation, this is what I did. I looked at secular studies to see what the issues were that women face today. AMA, Harvard, Huffington Post, Barna, went to all of them and looked at their surveys, their research, their, their essays, their editorials. And it boils down to this, Tim, women face four issues, which you have just, identified without saying the words, identity, purpose, stress, and loneliness. Those are the big four when it comes to bullying women. And so in my book, I deal with those four issues from a biblical perspective. And that is really my heart, to help women live well, to let them know that they're not forgotten, that when they were created, God created them with purpose and intent when 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 they walked onto the um stage of history that a red carpet was rolled out on their behalf because they were created in the image of their creator to get the job done you you keep saying vision, and I love that word um to get the job done at their moment in history. so as you said, I have referenced a lot of biblical women and and let me tell you the reason I did that Tim. In Second Peter chapter one, verse three, it says, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and purpose. So so Tim, what this verse means is that in knowing Jesus, in studying the word, in becoming a partner with his power, we have everything we need to live well. We need everything we need to live a life of unmatched significance. We have everything we need to dream with God about our destiny and our future. And that's one of the main purposes of the book.
2: Carol McClouds our guest. And again, the book we're talking about is called Significant, uh, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. I know uh, you kind of cap- encapsulated that with uh, page 49 you wrote you were made on purpose for purpose and with purpose uh, to drive that point home and and a little bit later a few pages later you were here to reveal the story of Jesus what is your purpose why are you here now that can take different forms right but th- I mean that's a that's a big statement to make and I think that's one of the main points you want people to to you know have that branded on your mind don't forget you're made on purpose for purpose and with purpose
4: That's exactly right you know in the book I I it's word rich, Tim. I go through a lot of scriptures, yes. from David to Jeremiah to Abraham to Joseph of the Old Testament, proving that God's people are not blobs of cells thrown randomly into the universe. And for your listeners, neither are you. That that when God thought about you, He strategically planned the person that he would need at your moment in history, and you got the job. You were made for God's purpose, with his purpose, and because he needed you. And really, as you said in the book, I boil it down to this one thing. This sort of covers it all. We are here to tell the story of Jesus with our lives. So if you're a mom, tell the story of Jesus to your children and to their friends. And to the other moms you come in contact with, be the most loving, kind mother um, that's ever been in the face of history. You know, when I was raising my kids, Tim, I knew I wasn't the prettiest or the smartest or the skinniest or the richest. But what I knew was that I could be the kindest. And so that is who I became during those motherhood years. Hmm. If you are a corporate executive woman, then tell the story of Jesus on that platform. If you are a widow or an empty nester, have a prayer group. Um, go out in public. Tell the story of Jesus with your life. It's why we're here.
2: It's 433 in the Tim Mars show. Carol McLeod's our guest. The book she has written, is called Significance, and we're giving a copy of that away today. If you want to win a copy, just send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, with your first name and uh, the word Significant to be sufficient, although the full title is st- uh, Significant, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. So we're happy to make a winner of this hour. It's just, again, send the text in, first name and the word significant. And uh, if we happen to draw your name out, we'll text you back to get your full address so we can mail that out. In the meantime, quick check on the forecast. Beautiful afternoon. High around 69, down to 52 tonight with cloudy skies. Tomorrow on the cloudy side, a little sun once in a while, kind of like today. High of 67. Uh, Kevin Harvick winning the Real Heroes 400 race yesterday, NASCAR's first race in a couple of months. It was his 50th career win the Coca-Cola 600 next week in Charlotte. Brief uh, brief break, I should say, and then back more with Carol McLeod, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com,
1: and on the WFIL app. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues.
2: It's 437 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, if you want to win a copy of the book we're chatting about today, 610 500 Dove, 610 500 3683, your first and last name, or just first name's fine. And the word significant, we're chatting with Carol McLeod, author of Significant, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. And, uh, you know, Carol, often when I have a guest on, I'll say so. uh, you happen to have a life verse, and it may, that may change. But you know, sometimes someone's read something, it sticks with them for a while, and it becomes a, a go-to verse in their minds for weeks or months or years. You kind of reference that in the book from Jeremiah 29, where, which often gets quoted, uh, 29 verses 11 to 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, are not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me, and uh, come and pray to me and i will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you search me with for me with all your heart i will be found by you declares the lord and i will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations jeremiah 29 11 to 14 and so then you go you go on and talk about that one of those words you get into is it machabah how do you say that i don't know how to pronounce
4: I'm- it Great! <laughs> you did so great with McLeod and with Makashava. Wow, good! And then you tied <laughs> yeah. in, in Joe, and
2: then you tied in again later with the story of uh, Joseph. So I just thought maybe you could kind of uh, explain a little I more know. of that. Yeah,
4: I would love to. So for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. So that's what the New American Standard Bible says, which is generally the Bible I use. It's a good translation, but really a more accurate one is for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. And when you look at this Hebrew word, it's the word makashaba, and it means thoughts, intent. It, it, it even implies to him a, a creative imagination, a masterpiece, forethought. So when God thought about your life, he put forethought into you. He imagined all that you could become, and you became his creative masterpiece. Yeah, so we take that word Makashava and when Joseph, the Joseph whose brothers beat him up, um, stripped his, him of his clothes, put him in a pit, sold him into slavery. Years later, when Joseph was vice president of Egypt, when Joseph had saved an entire nation and let's be honest, other nations from starving because of the famine in the land. And his brothers had come to him, and you know, Tim, I can just imagine it, can't you? That that Joseph is looking—you know—they're balding now, and they have middle-aged ponches, <laughs> and they're in awe of who the little snotty-nosed kid brother had become. And he looked at them and he said, "Guys, guys, listen to me. You meant it for evil, but God makkashabed it for good. God, God." saw what happened, and God put creative intent behind it, and he created a masterpiece out of what you meant for evil. Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God at it for good to save a nation alive. And Tim, that connection there gives me such great hope for my life, that when things collapse and pandemics come and the economy is is unfruitful and, and threatening to fall, when I don't know who to believe politically, when my kids make choices that I don't agree with, I know that I serve a God who can makashaba it for good. Doesn't yeah. that bring comfort to your
0: heart? It's
2: true, and it and it applies to anyone, no matter where they are, with whatever uh, you know experience they've had. Whether they grew up uh, perhaps with relatively you know few issues, or whether they had a hard childhood or a hard life, or they've messed things up, there's right. still God's in and around and underneath and able to redeem things. And that 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 whole yeah. deeper intentionality, I'm sure. I'm sure the devil would have none of us believe that we matter that much or you matter, but you're just kind of one, you're just like everybody else. And the, the level of individual, um, you know, my, my pastor on Sunday said something I hadn't thought about before. He says, if you believe if Jesus, uh, you know, the gospel is true generally, like you're part of a group of Christians and you're going to maybe feel loved generally, you have to believe and know that, that the gospel is literally for you so that you can, you, therefore you can love people differently rather than feeling like you're just part of a bigger thing.
4: Yeah, you know, I always tell people, listen, I'm sure there are an infinite number of ways to read the Bible, but the way most of us read the Bible, three ways. Historically, okay, like a history book, that's really happened. I believe it really happened. Just like George Washington crossed the Delaware and Lincoln freed the slaves. Um, God really did part the Red Sea. And Jesus really did multiply the loaves and fishes, so we can read it historically. We can read it theologically to get to know more about God and who He is and, and what His nature and character are like. Or, and, we can read it personally. We can apply the principles in the Word of God to our lives today. And let me tell you, Tim, that's a powerful way to read the Bible.
2: I bet. I bet. Just putting your name in there. I've seen people do that where they put, um, you know, just put your name in, in any given verse for God so loved right. Carol that he gave his one only son that, that Carol believes. Yeah. You know, so. um Yeah. yeah that's good. The book uh, is called Significant, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. Carol McLeod's our guest uh, has written this book. And uh, just speak to it for a second. You mentioned, was it identity? I'm trying to remember. Identity, purpose, stress, and loneliness. Were those the four? Guess, yeah, those are the four. Uh-huh. The four mm-hmm. kind of main things. Just on the, on the topic. I mean, you mentioned earlier that the that the book, you know, can be applied in other ways to to guys too or there's stuff to be gleaned by you know human beings reading the book. But specifically, just take a moment or two to talk um maybe a couple of main things how the book could be helpful for women who are listening, whether it's the things that they tend to struggle with and how the book addresses that or Whether it's culturally, you know, the messages that are heard, whether we realize it or not, or whatever it might be.
4: Yeah, no, I think it was Mark Twain who said, "You have two important days in your life: the day you were born, and the day you figure out why you were born." And so this book takes a long look at identity: why was I born? Who am I? Um, And I think, I mean, you could, of course, comment on how men struggle with this, Tim, but. But women struggle with this from, from the time they're little tiny girls. Who am I? It, so your who is, is the names you call yourself. Now not the names other people call you, but the names you call yourself. Fat, skinny, ugly, lovely, talented. Um, abysmal, and this is one thing that I have learned in my life, Tim, about identity, and unfortunately women go looking for identity in all the wrong places. We think it's a number on a scale, or a diploma hanging on our wall, or how our kids are behaving on any given day, but none of those things can give you your identity. You've got to go looking for yourself on the sacred pages of Scripture, to discover who you are. You were made in the image likeness of the one who created you. Now you're not God, but, but you can think like Jesus thinks. You, you have divine purpose um, written on the very soul of your personhood. So we must go looking for identity in the Bible. And if the Bible says I'm righteous, then I am. If the Bible says I'm a blessing, than I am. If the Bible says I'm more than a conqueror, then I am. But we have to extract identity from the Bible. Does that help? Does that explain sure. identity to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah there's that. I mean, because each of the words, there can be some overlap and or even confusion like identity and purpose may get blended, right. right? I mean, how would you how would you contrast that a little bit from identity versus purpose?
4: Yeah, okay. So identity is your who and purpose is your why. Um, So purpose um, are your hopes and dreams and goals that you want to fulfill. It's the reason you get up in the morning. It's what you believe that God can do through your life. And again, I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, Tim, but we find our why in the Bible. That's where we discover personal assignments that are given to us by our Creator. You know, if I was going to have a new refrigerator... I wouldn't go to the music store to get the owner's manual to figure out how to use it. No, to figure out why you are and what you're created to do, again, you've got to go to the one who created you to figure out why you are here. But, you know, I think that figuring out your why is is one of the glorious parts of abundant life, partnering with God. Just like Abraham did. I, I think about Abraham, how he and God were sort of wrestling about purpose and identity. And, and and Abraham was just so disappointed because he wasn't a dad. And do you know what God did with Abraham? God took Abraham outside and said, hey, A, count the stars. Let's count the stars if you're able to count them. And so I think in our quest for purpose, it's so important for us to spend time talking to and dreaming with God about our potential in life. When all we look at at what we don't have and who we're not, God says, hey, come here, come here, let's talk for a minute. And so it just takes some personal, passionate, practical time on our knees with God the Father. But I want to make it more practical than that, Jim. Yeah. So this is what I say to women. Okay, what are you good at? Like, are you a good seamstress? Um, are you good at gardening? Do you have good people skills? Or are you a musician? First of all, what are you good at? Second of all, what are you passionate about? What, what is your first thought in the morning and your last thought at night? When you combine what you're good at with your passion, You'll most likely live
2: in a place of purpose. Carol McLeod's our guest, author of the new book, Significant Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. Want to win a copy? 610 500 Dove. Send a text into that, 610 500 Dove. First name and the word significant will put you in the drawing.
1: Back with more in just a moment in WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com It's 4.52
2: on the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL Thank you for listening to our fine broadcast one more time you want to win a copy of the book uh, Significant, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose True Identity and Irrepressible Hope 610-500-DOVE is our number 610-500-3683 Just your first name and the word significant and we'll put you in the mix for our drawing Carol McCloud, uh, been our guest. The book is called uh, "Significant: uh, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and the Irrepressible Hope." I know there's one part of your story also that you touched on. You mentioned it, uh, but you're you're about with cancer, and um, and how that you know just, if you could share how that factored into to your story, and um, and perhaps that how that you know affected your sense of purpose or or identity.
4: Yeah. So it was about. Five years ago, Tim, that I was diagnosed with very aggressive breast cancer, and I was in shock. I couldn't believe that cancer had the nerve to invade my body, and you're grappling with all these life and death issues, and when I was only three days into the battle, I was diagnosed on a Monday. and This was on a Thursday. I was reading the Bible, just my daily quiet time, and I came across Acts thirteen thirty six. Now Tim, I'm sure I had read it thousands of times before, but this day it about leapt off the page of me. And this is what Acts thirteen thirty six says, a New Testament verse. It says, And David. Okay, stop right there. The Holy Spirit is still talking about David a thousand years after he lived. How cool is that? Yeah. That got my attention right away to to live that kind of impactful life. And David when he served the purpose of God in his own generation, then he went to sleep. And as I just lingered over that verse, that very snowy November morning, I realized, Tim, that we all have purposes that are unique to our own generation. And if I'd been born before the Reformation, I would have been one of those scribes writing out the gospel on parchment to share. If I'd been born During the 1800s I would have gotten a pony and gone across the Rocky Mountains to share the story of Jesus but that's not when I was born I was born to have impact today at the first part of the 21st century so I will use everything that's unique to our generation to tell the story of Jesus blogging podcasting radio TV the publishing industry social media It's all here for us now in our generation to tell the story of Jesus. And I just committed to the Father that day, Jesus, I don't want to go to sleep until I've completed the purposes of God in my own generation, Mm -hmm. and then I'll gladly go to sleep. So ever since being diagnosed with cancer, I have been on this assignment to use everything that's unique to our generation to tell the story of Jesus. Amen. And honestly, it's not just me and David that needs to do that. It's, it's everyone who needs to live in that sense of purpose, to use what is before you, whether it's a neighborhood get-together or um, a family reunion or um, the waitress who waits on you. This is why we're here. This is why we're still sucking in oxygen is to tell the greatest story ever told.
2: That's great. That's great. Carol, it's been nice to make your acquaintance and to hear, you know, more behind the book significant. And, um, folks also, besides the book, they want to keep up. You mentioned some words there about blogging and all these different things. You do a blog weekly. Is that right?
4: I do. I do a weekly blog called joy for the journey and I love doing it. And it's, it's been very fruitful
2: for me. Okay. And so is, that, uh, is there a best place to find that?
4: Yeah, they can just go to my website, which is Okay, And McLeod is
2: spelled
4: M-C-L-E-O-D, sort of a strange spelling, M-C-L-E-O-D, com, And okay. they can listen to um, a podcast, read a devotional, leave a prayer request, do a little bit of shopping, but I'd love to have them visit <laughs> my website.
2: Well, thanks for taking time, Carol, and for, for putting the book together and letting our listeners know about it. And uh, it's really great to make your acquaintance. And uh, God bless you as you keep you know serving him in this way and casting a, the, the word vision does come to mind. I just think people who listen to the station and in general, and you come across this, I'm sure anybody who goes to your website, they come from different perspectives. And some have just, they've experienced things differently. And I think any of us need to be reminded, besides the daily routine or things we need to do faithfully to also have an eye for is God, does God have something different or additional, or maybe even if it's just for a day or a week or a month for a season, like you pointed out in your book so that we're awake and, and engaged and active as opposed to just kind of passing time and an occasional blip on the radar pops up, you know? So, to, and to have that hope, like, you know, you have that value intrinsically cause God made you. So that would give you some fire in the belly when you wake up in the morning.
4: Yeah, good stuff, Tim. Thank you, Carol. That's a great composite look of my book. Thank you so much for having me.
2: You're welcome. It was a delight. All right. Carol McLeod, author of the book, Significant, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. Congratulations to April, who texted in on our text line. We'll be sending a copy out to April. And uh, we have more giveaways planned for the week. Some will be on our website as part of the Rewards Club. Lots of prizes available there. If you haven't jumped on that yet, Take a second, go to the contests and surveys page and take a gander. You'll see plenty of fun things for you to enter and participate in. Podcast of today's program and all the programs pretty much available on our homepage at WFIL.com or wherever you get podcasts. You're welcome to subscribe, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify, all that stuff for wherever they are. Um, Yeah. And feel free to tell a friend about the program if you would and help us grow and your prayers are appreciated too. Speaking of which, Jim Axum, Acts 4 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a great night.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com